I am Rafaela Tinconi, Chief Economist at ADA Economics. We specialize on effective analysis to manage financial risks. Today, I'm so delighted to have Barbara Stewart with us to talk about her insight and research on this topic. Barbara, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you today. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you, you have a lot of interesting stuff to tell us. So first of all, okay, let's, let's go into a little bit more details because, again, one of your recent reports, talk, you've asked successful women their tips on uh, their investments specifically, uh, and you've looked into investment in listed products. And you've asked them also about entrepreneurship, or rather, in, in your research, you there were different patterns. Would you mind sharing, you know, some of your findings and some of their tips? Certainly. The most recent uh, Rich Thinking report was released on March 8th this year, 2022, International Women's Day. It comes out every year on International Women's Day, and I release it in Stockholm, which is a long story, but it's been there. They have been sort of front runners embracing these positive messages. And this year's report was called Smart Women, How Do They Make Money? And I started out doing that topic because a reporter asked me, what my business model was. And I had to stop in my tracks and go, oh, I don't know, what is my business model? And, you know, I'm somebody who has a long history in the investment industry. I've been doing this research for 13 years. And off the top of my head, I had trouble coming up with my business model. And I, I thought that was interesting. So I thought, well, that's definitely going to be my next question for my annual research report, because I wanted to learn about other women's business models and how they make money. So ultimately, through that journey of 50 interviews on that question, I figured out my own business model, which was one of my goals. And it's uh, quite an intricate one, which is not unlike a lot of other women around the world. But the biggest finding I had was that 85% of the women that I interviewed have a very traditional business model. Even though we read a lot about the future of work and we think that so much has changed and that everybody's either a gig worker or an Instagram influencer or something like that. In fact, 85% of the women that I interviewed last year have a traditional salary. Sometimes they have a bonus, um, more or less just basic stuff that has would have been the same 20 or 40 years ago. So I, I found that fascinating because only 15% and myself included have kind of a more elaborate business model where they earn different revenue streams from different types of work. Like I'm a writer, I'm a researcher, I speak, I do all kinds of different things to bring in multiple streams of revenue. And I'm very comfortable doing that. And I think women are becoming more comfortable doing that because if we look at the recent data through the pandemic, there has been what I have coined the phrase a COVID catapult in entrepreneurship. So I've talked a lot about that in my writing, uh, aside from the research uh, rich thinking, also on my website, which is barbarastewart.ca. I write extensively for CFA Institute, which is global. And I've blogged about the COVID catapult and the women, the increase in women entrepreneurship through the pandemic. I think so many women had their lives, I mean, shifted and just 
in a massively damaging way across the board. The one thing that, that, that came out of that was this beautiful surge of new businesses with women figuring out, let's do it now. Like I've had this big idea for some time. Why don't I jump ship and start? Because I don't want to, you know, put myself and my family uh, in, a, in an unsafe place. So that's been the, the wonderful silver lining, of course, of the pandemic. That's, that's, yeah, that's definitely the good, the good part of it. And, and some of the work that we do at ADA also has, has a policy element on trying to create the conditions so that this first jump into entrepreneurship is really supported at, uh, at best over the longer term, right? Because the last thing that you want to do is to shift from a traditional model that is quite structured into a system that is very flexible, but you may not have that much market access and market visibility, right? So, so then you find yourself, you've taken an enormous risk, you have all of the qualities to really succeed, but really the trend is against you, so to speak. I kind of wanted to touch on a couple of issues that I, I don't think you've done research yet, but I wanted to have your, your gut feelings about what would you say and, and hopefully inspire you <laughs> for the sure, next few years. For, new topics, for sure, Rafaela. <laughs> so one question I wanted to ask you is what about women and kids? If, what do you think is the role of uh, women that are torn between their professional careers and their family commitments? What, what would be either your personal advice or the advice that you've come across over the years? Well, I think that I have done some research on that because aside from my proprietary research, which is rich thinking, I also do commissioned research for various investment firms and banks around the world. And one of the major studies I did was on behalf of Danske Bank, which is global, but based primarily in the Nordic countries. They asked me to interview 60 of their ultra high net worth female investors across four Nordic countries and ask them what were they looking for from their bank. And I can tell you that that was a fascinating study, but one of the key findings that came out of that was they were looking for interaction with their family. And so a key point was let's make talking about money normal with our daughters specifically. And so what does that look like? What did they want to see? It wasn't normal when I did the study in 2018. I think it's becoming more normal. In fact, we've seen data that more younger generations of women have been talking about investing with their friends and family through the pandemic for a variety of reasons, but that's a great trend. But back to that Danske Bank research findings, they decided to organize events so that they could be smaller events, like little what I call financial salons, where you'd have mothers and their daughters sitting in a room talking about some interesting topics related to investments and sharing their personal stories. And you would have female entrepreneurs talking about how they started their business, why they started their business, how their sons and daughters have been part of that business, how they include them in the day-to-day -day discussions and sometimes in the day-to-day -day workplace. And I found those little get-togethers incredibly effective 
because yes, you can have the loud, the loud, splashy, large events, and those are fun, but often you don't walk away with the same level of, wow, I think I'm going to do something differently in my life. So we ended up taking the findings and conducting a lot of different financial salons. And this was a wonderful way for daughters specifically to get involved and to get inspired by not only their own mothers, but some of the other mothers. And sometimes, of course, it's easier to talk to someone else's mother after the fact or in the uh, coffee chat um, than it is your own mother. So there is a lot of opportunity for that kind of dialogue as well. On top of that, we did like the big splashy evening events and mothers invited their daughters to that. Look at the NASDAQ stock exchange and have an inspiring speaker, which happened to me one of those nights. And it was very fun. And you have like 2000 women in a room talking about investing. And then what happens? I mean, if you have the right speaker, it leads into the next thing, which is a challenge of, okay, are we going to get started investing? And how are we going to get started investing? And that was probably the thing I've been most passionate talking to younger women around the world in the last few years is just, it's about just get started. It's not agonizing about trying to learn every single thing about it and be as educated as you, Rafaela, or me. It's just not that important. And women of any age can get started. And, and as I said, I mean, these wonderful new platforms can make that easy. And sure, there's a whole other conversation about risk there, but Generally, it's been just a boon to have the ability for people to just go online and get started. That's absolutely fascinating because you are essentially indirectly confirming that women and money is still somewhat of a taboo, but it's a taboo that is breaking and then there is clear desire to, to get more involved. So Barbara Stewart, thank you so much for this conversation. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your research. So let me remind everyone, they can read your research on barbarastewart.ca, correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for the wonderful conversation. And I wish you a wonderful evening. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Bye-bye.